Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Brooke. Thank you so much for joining me here today and happy new year. It is officially 2024. It is January 1st, New Year's Day as I'm recording this. And I want to discuss some 2023 reflections I've been having as I'm looking over my past year, the journals that I filled up, the things that I wrote down for my New Year's intentions for this past year, talk about some themes and lessons that came up for me. And I also want to talk about my 2024 intentions that I'm setting and give you guys a little ritual to do if you're looking for something fun and magical to do for this next year. I had so much fun doing this ritual. It's called 13 Wishes and I started it on winter solstice, but you can start it on January 1st. You can really start it whenever you want to. But I'll save that for last and talk all about that in a little bit. But first I want to jump into just this overall year and some things that I have been learning. So you know I will always be an advocate for journaling. I think it's so, so important and I love being able to look back over this last year and see what I wanted to manifest and what I was hoping for and whatever it was at that time that was important to me. And I also think that being someone who is such an overthinker and tends to have so much anxiety and so many thoughts running through my head all the time, I also have diagnosed ADHD, so I struggle with that too. And it is such a beautiful practice to put whatever is in your head out onto paper because I find it almost challenging, a good challenge to put all of my thoughts into words because sometimes they're just kind of jumbled up there and I think I know what I'm thinking about but I don't until I put it into words and it's a struggle and I get why some people don't want to journal. I get why it can be so challenging but it is such a beautiful tool to just kind of examine and think about your thoughts more in depth and really just find clarity with whatever's going on inside your brain you know. So I started this with a happy 2023 little spell, if you will, a little saying, and it says, clean the kitchen and put emphasis on cleaning the hearth or stove. Scrub the counters, clean the windows, and sweep away the year that has come and gone. Light white candles in salt for protection and purification. Smudge with sage to cleanse and release all thoughts and events that happened this past year. Know that all lessons will stay with you moving forward. Let the rest fall away. Find magic and intention through each small task. Look for home within. Find inner peace. Welcome in the new year with love and gratitude. Everything is is exactly as it should be. And then I did a tarot spread where I focused on what I'm choosing to leave behind and then what I'm manifesting. And it's so interesting to look back on this because, well, I'll read it and then I want to discuss a little bit about it. So I said, I'm choosing to leave behind the lack of trust in myself, others, and in the unknown. I've spent too much time letting fear of abandonment control my thoughts. I spent too much time worrying about things I can't control. I choose to leave behind the resistance to change and digging my heels in which when I need to let go. I am leaving familiar territory and stepping into a new life. Opportunities for growth are are in the uncomfortable. And then I said, I'm manifesting endless energy and potential. I'm finding new expansion in my life force. I sow the seeds of my dreams and know my wisdom has led me here. I wrote a bunch more out on 
more specific things that I am trying to work on within myself that I was trying to work on within myself in 2023. And This is why, again, I think journaling is so important because I can look back on these intentions and I think one of the biggest lessons I learned this year is that you really can't grow into an environment that isn't helping you grow. Let me discuss this a little bit further. So basically a lot of the relationship issues and things that were going on in my life, I pinned on myself. And I think a lot of the times in relationships we hear, whether it's platonic or romantic, we hear that we tend to put things on other people. We we tend to po- point the blame on other people. And we say, oh, they need to focus on that. They need to work on that. And we are told quite often that we need to look inward And we need to really figure out what it is within us that's being triggered and what we can work on because that's really all we can do, right? We can't control other people. We can't control their behavior or their actions, but we can control ours. But I want to say that for someone who, like I think majority of people listening to this, enjoy self-growth, they actively jump towards the unknown. They actively try to get uncomfortable in a healthy way and grow and become better versions of themselves and more authentic versions of themselves, I think this can get a little bit tricky because this whole intention setting that I had for 2023 was about trusting other people and trusting myself and abandonment issues and all of this stuff that I had to work on. But I think it's really important to say that if you're in an environment If you're in an environment that is triggering you so much that you are tending to put all of the blame on yourself, it's not really about you. I hope I'm saying this to where it's making sense because I think for people who like to focus on themselves and grow and continue to become better versions, I think we tend to stay stuck in environments where we think that it's like a lesson. We think we're learning and we think it's it's all us. Like I was in an environment where I was constantly triggered and those abandonment issues and things like that I had were constantly being triggered. And once I left that environment, I realized it really wasn't me. And that's not to put the blame on anyone else, but it is to recognize that You can only do so much self-work and growth and stuff like that if you're in an environment that is not helping that and is constantly triggering it, then it is time to think about how other people might be affecting that. And, you know, we're told so much in, you know, like relationship TikTok and relationship therapy and stuff like that. You're told that don't point the finger on the other person, which I wholeheartedly believe. But I also believe that if you are constantly thinking like, oh, this is good for me because I'm being triggered, I need to focus on myself. Like I was so, so, so hard on myself in 2023. And it really wasn't about me. I was doing all of the work. I was trying my absolute hardest and then some to make something work that didn't. And I feel like, I just put so much time and energy into trying to be the best version of me 
And it wasn't me necessarily. It was really the environment that I was in that kept triggering those wounds. And I think it's important to take a step back sometimes for those of us that like this journey, you know, um, we're used to being uncomfortable, right? We're used to like growing and changing and we're told that it's supposed to be uncomfortable and we're told that it's supposed to be hard and the triggers come up and we work through them. But if you're in an environment that's constantly triggering you, that's not healthy. (laughs) That's not healthy and that's not on you. And there's no amount of self-work I've learned personally. There's no amount of self-work that you can do to change an environment if it's just not healthy. And you could be the healthiest person in the entire world. You could be the most authentic, most real, most confident version of yourself, most trusting version of yourself. But if you're with someone or you're in an environment or you, you know, whatever it is, if that situation is not helping you become that and helping you be that best version, it it doesn't matter how much work you do on yourself, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Sometimes it really is the environment or the other person. Sometimes you really do have to take a step back and realize that there's no self-improving your way out of an unhealthy situation, out of an unhealthy relationship. And I just really struggled to come to terms with that because for so long I was putting the blame on myself. And then when I removed that trigger, when I removed myself from that environment, I realized, wow, there really wasn't very much that I could do to change. I tried everything I possibly could to change that environment and to make it a healthier one. And, you know, there's just some things that you have to step away from as painful as it is. Um, and some things that you have to realize that like self-growth can't, can't fix, you know? I hope that made sense (laughs) because that is the biggest lesson that I learned is, yeah, is that you, you really can't self-help your way out of things that just aren't meant for you, I guess. Um, another one of my intentions though was welcoming in more kitchen witchcraft knowledge, private sessions, learning about the esoteric meaning of food and herbs, ushering in more love, expansion, and slow living. And that has been kind of mind-blowing. I started this podcast this year in 2023. I started teaching one-on-one kitchen sessions, which completely randomly came about when someone had DM me saying, I love all of your recipes and shit that you do on Instagram and I love all your food. Would you ever want to teach me how to do this? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, I would love to do that. And so that just randomly started and that has been so much fun. And I'm looking forward to more opportunities like that in the future. And also hosting dinner parties, hosting events at my home and just really feeling into this hosting headspace, I guess, this hosting part of me that I've I've always loved to host. I've always loved to throw parties and to really throw events and be in charge and plan and organize events. And I love that I can incorporate food. I Cooking is my absolute love language. And I love that I'm able to share a little bit of my witchy spiritual knowledge with friends 
and being able to combine those is so special and that is just another thing that was able to come to fruition but in a way that I had no idea that was all going to happen. I had no idea I was going to start a podcast. I had no idea I was going to be asked to to teach people how to cook and bring spirituality into the kitchen. And I didn't know that I would have a home to where I can, and Grammy's home of all, um, to welcome people in and host events. And I have just really been soaking that in. And something that I'm focusing on with 2024 is writing out manifestations, writing out your wishes, your desires for the new year, but saying this or better, because we all know that the universe is in charge here. And, you know, I like to think that we have all of this control and idea and dreams, and we should absolutely, absolutely be working towards those dreams and things like that. But that the universe has a much larger plan. And I love that I kind of kept it vague saying I welcome in more knowledge and private sessions and kind of just kept it at that because I think it's important to say I want this or better. I want this or whatever the universe has in store for me because so much more can come from just releasing that expectation and having that dream and working towards it and taking action but also recognizing that if something better is going to come along, then we need to allow that as well. I think 2023 was all about craving stability, and I can't even count how many conversations I had with friends around this topic of stability and just feeling stable within myself. This was my first official year of motherhood. Maisie was born in October of 2022, and so this was her first full year, and watching her go from like barely being able to lift her head up in the beginning of the year to now running and jumping around the house, playing with me, communicating with me, saying her little words and having her own personality is just so wild. Motherhood in general is just such a trip, but this first year has just been something else. (laughs) It's just been a true whirlwind. And I crave that stability within myself, within my mind, within my family so badly. And I tried to find it in so many ways. I tried to create set schedules for us. I tried to decorate the home and keep the home on a cleaning routine. I tried everything that most people say will help you feel stable. And I think what I learned is obviously the people that you're around is what truly can make or break your mood but also the biggest part of stability for me I've found is surrendering and I know it's such a fun word to talk about (laughs) but it really is the only way that I have found my own inner peace has been surrendering knowing that Maisie's changing every single day knowing that life is not promised your loved ones can be here one day and gone the next, relationships come and go, everything is in constant change and constant chaos. And it has its own, nature has its own order, but to us humans, it is so chaotic feeling and it can be so harmful to try and create your own stability within all of these waves by like pushing against the current and trying to be this like everything is gonna stay the same and everything is gonna be perfect and I'm just gonna I just have to work harder if I just work harder to make it more stable then then I'll feel the peace 
And I think one of the biggest things, really one of the life lessons for me is just about learning that surrendering and releasing any expectation of how it's all going to turn out is the best way to find that inner peace and that inner stability. The stability is in learning to ride those waves and learning to just lay on your back and float down the river and just go with it. And that doesn't mean to give up at all. That doesn't mean to never try for anything, obviously. We do have some control, but I think it's important to recognize the expectations that you have. And at least for me, that was 2023, was realizing that my life did not revolve around my expectations. And when they, when my life does revolve around my expectations and then it doesn't go to plan, how harmful that can be for myself and for my mental health. And I think going back to like having a kid, you have all these expectations of how it's going to go. You have all these expectations of your family and how you're going to do things. And then it happens and it turns out completely differently. And some things I have been able to manifest and and really those expectations have been you know exceeded or whatever but there has been so much that has not gone to plan and I think you can cause yourself so much more harm by having those expectations and then they don't go to plan and then you're like oh fuck like I'm doing this all wrong or whatever that inner dialogue is so The stability for me has been in surrendering and it is a constant daily practice. It is constantly being vulnerable. It is constantly being open to this or better mindset. You know, I would like this to happen and it's okay and it's wonderful to set those intentions and those desires. But if something better is coming for me, then I'm going to trust the universe and know that God or whoever it is is that's in charge, whatever is in charge, has better plans for me and that it all will work out in divine timing that it's all exactly as it should be even if it's not the way that my plan is you know I think there's also something to be said about having this idea of your plan versus the universe's plan like think about how teeny tiny you are compared to the entire universe and the entire energetic force that's at work it's it's almost silly to be like, wow, I really thought I could control the universe. You know, I really thought I could control my whole life and like, you know, push against the way of life and I can I can change it. And there's just such a balance between, again, setting those intentions, having those desires, having dreams to work towards and go after, but also recognizing your place, you know, knowing knowing your place and knowing how minuscule your little beautiful amazing life is but how little it is compared to the entire universal plan you know so that is my (laughs) my talk on 2023 2024 I have some intentions that are specific but I also have some intentions based around feeling and I think that's something that can help with that feeling of stability and that allowance of surrendering is Focusing this year on how you want to feel rather than exactly what you want to map out. I do have some very specific, very earthly things that I would like to manifest this year, but I also have majority of my intentions are around a feeling. 
And some of the feelings that I wrote down is reigniting the flame within. I feel like my flame this year, this past year had really been snuffed out and I am ready to just reignite that and step into my divine feminine, feel more sexy, feel more confident, do things that make me feel really good. I love doing my nails. I want to focus more on my hair and just little beauty things, my style, things like that, that I typically kind of shy away from and don't think it's super important, but it is. And how you look and how you feel are directly related. And just figuring out what those kind of beauty standards are for yourself rather than like what society tells you is really what I want to focus on this year and doing things that really prioritize feeling into that divine feminine within me. And I want to focus on having a happy body. I don't really love the word healthy, but having a strong gut and also just having my body feel good. I have lower back pain, especially from pregnancy and stuff like that. And I really just want to focus on making my body feel happy, fueling it with food that feels good for me and just really catering all of that kind of like health stuff into this feeling of having a happy body. I just really like using that kind of terminology so that it's not like green juice shots every morning and wheatgrass and all of this stuff. And I don't know, I've definitely been down that health road before. If you've known me for a while, you knew, you know that I used to be vegan and um, definitely used to struggle with the idea of health And being in the health and wellness industry for a long time, I've just learned that it's different for every single person. And focusing on that feeling of happiness and my body being happy with me and being able to run around with my kid and being active enough to be able to do all the things and keep up with my energetic self as well as my energetic child is one of the biggest priorities for me in this new year. Again, I have a bunch of like more specific things too that I won't get into because they're specific to myself, but I want to talk about this 13 wishes fun ritual to do. I started this on winter solstice, but you can do this January 1st. You can really do this whenever it feels good for you, but what you're going to need, I guess, is your journal, a piece of paper some type of candle or safe fire and a fireproof bowl or some type of something (laughs) to burn things in Um, and cards if you like pulling cards this is the this is the ritual for you so you might actually be able to do this without cards too if you want to but let me just talk to you about this ritual so the first thing you're going to do is write down 13 wishes that you have for 2024, 13 manifestations, 13 desires of yours. And again, try and focus a little bit on feeling, try and be specific with some of them, feeling with some of them, do whatever comes to your mind, okay? Write down whatever comes to you, 13 wishes for 2024. And then you're going to take a piece of paper out and you're going to rewrite those. So you wrote them in your journal first, then you're going to rewrite them and cut them into strips of paper or rip them out. And you're going to have 13 strips of paper with all of your wishes. And you're going to take each wish and fold it towards you and fold it up 
And you want to fold it towards you to bring that intention towards yourself, bring that energy to you rather than externally. And then you're going to put them all in a jar. I forgot to say that. You need a jar (laughs) or some type of cup or something. It doesn't matter what it is, a bowl. So every day you're going to take out one of the wishes that are all folded up without looking at it. You're going to burn it. You can use whatever you want to burn it, whether that's just matches or a Bath and Body Works candle. I used a white candle for purification and for protection. I put salt around the candle for protection as well. And then I dressed the candle in olive oil, just a light thing of olive oil. Dressed it with cinnamon, ground cinnamon, rosemary, and rosebuds. The rose is for love. The rosemary is for divination. And the cinnamon is for prosperity. And then the salt is for protection, okay? So that's just what I did with my candle, but you can, again, use whatever kind of fire source you want. Just be safe. (laughs) I tend to do a lot of rituals with fire because it's just an element that I really, I really, I really fuck with it, okay? So once you start doing this, so your day one is going to be for the month of January. So again, you're not going to look at your wish. You're going to burn it, which is definitely the hardest part is not looking at it. I struggled with that, but You're going to not look at it, burn it, and then pull a card for the month of January. And you're going to do this all the way through December. So day two is February. You're going to burn your wish. Don't look at it. Pull a card for February. Go all the way through December. That's 12 of your wishes. Your 13th wish, which which was mine today, is what you will take action on immediately. So that one, you open up and read it and you don't burn it. So mine for my 13th wish is I will take action on financial stability, which is funny because we just talked about stability and this is like, that was the only one that I put that word in there. (laughs) But I want to focus more on my finances this year. And so after my 12 wishes were all burned, my 13th one, the one that I need to focus on now is my finances. And now I have monthly themes and intentions for every month through December of 2024. So I have so many fun themes to think about and to focus on. I love having a theme of the month. I love any type of releasing ritual and intention setting. That's why I love doing full moon and new moon rituals. And I I just feel so refreshed and revitalized when I have something to focus on for that new month or that new moon cycle. And so As we know, with Samhain that just happened in October, the friends that came over and did that event with me with the movie night where we watched Practical Magic, we did a releasing ritual where we wrote out what we were releasing from that previous year. And so we already did something similar to this because Samhain is the start of the wheel of the year. And so we wrote down on seed paper and then they were able to take the seed paper home they wrote down all of their intentions for the following year and plant it in soil and watch those intentions bloom into different flowers different wildflowers so that's a fun little thing and we also have the spring equinox this which is another kind of new year feeling so there's all these different time frames to celebrate a new year this is just our gregorian calendar right but i love celebrating all of the new years. (laughs) I want to learn more about like Chinese New Year and different cultures New Year's, but I love this, just this chance and this opportunity to start new, start fresh, set new intentions, 
and do reflection. So that is what I'm doing for this year. I've also done a bunch of vision boards and manifestation rituals and trainings and all different types of things. Um, I have done classes where you set out every single week for your entire new year of what you want it to look like. You break down huge goals that you have. You break them all the way down into quarter goals and then you break those quarter goals into monthly goals. I've literally tried it all and I recommend doing the same thing, trying out and seeing what works for you. Something else that I like to do um, with this is create a mood board that's a monthly mood board so i have a canva template and if you want it let me know it's free on canva that i created and i go on pinterest and i used to pull a card for the new month but now i have all of my monthly themes pulled already (laughs) so like january i have the monthly theme of purification of transcendence clarity enhances those intentions, things like that. And so I want to focus on that embodiment of purification. Purification to me, clarity to me, looks like a lot of water and blue and things like that. And so I'll go on Pinterest and create and look up different aesthetics and pull images from those and then put them into my Canva mood board and I'll put it on my phone as my screensaver so that I can look at it throughout the month and be reminded of this intention for that month. And then I'll do that every month. And I used to do that in the beginning of 2022, but I I haven't done it in a while, but I did it in 2021, 2022, and now we're restarting. Oh wait, it was just 2023. <laughs> I hope I've been saying this. I hope I've been saying the correct year, right? This whole episode. <laughs> 2024. Oh my gosh, my years are so messed up. Um, but I will be refreshing, restarting that routine and trying to do that just because it gives me a little art project to do every month. And it's such a little artsy, fun way to be reminded of what my intention is for the month. I also need to get a new whiteboard. I used to have a huge whiteboard that I would write out all of my intentions and I would write out like my word or my theme of the month and write and kind of brainstorm different ways to enhance and really feel into that theme. So that is, those are my ideas for the new year and new year rituals. The 13 wishes of Yule or the 13 wishes of your new year. If you have more questions around it, let me know. I'd be happy to write it out for you guys so you know exactly the different steps and things that you need to to practice this ritual. And then if you want that Canva mood board, then let me know that as well. You can DM me at Brooke Taylor Wellness on Instagram. That is all I have for you for today. I hope that you guys have a blessed and wonderful 2024 and that you are going easy on yourself with these reflections and intention setting and surrendering to the unknown, knowing that we have very little control compared to the entire universal energy that is at play for us. I love you so much and happy new year. I will talk to you guys very soon.